Welcome to the MSP Success Podcast, the premier podcast dedicated to helping the CEOs and owners of managed IT services businesses build strong, profitable, growth-oriented businesses, bringing you proven what's working now strategies to help you take your business to the next level. Here's your host, Dave D. Okay, Brandis, it's great to have you with us here today. Now, you focus a lot on marketing in your company. And I think that a lot of people in many different businesses, but especially in a tech business, they think, hey, if I'm just really good at delivering my service, my company is going to be successful. And you say that that's not true. So talk a little bit about that. You know, I have heard so many people say the same thing we used to a few years back, which was, oh, I just grow by referral. And that goes along the same, that, that same line is, oh, if we're that good, we're just going to keep growing, growing, growing. And that is not what happens. At some point you hit that plateau and you have to do something else and you have to actually grow intentionally. And it's not just that. We also want to pick and choose the clients we want. We don't want to just take anybody with a, with a wallet in a heartbeat, as they say. I mean, we want to be able to go out and, and essentially hand select the right fit client for us. So that's interesting. You just said two really important things that I want to make sure that everyone's listening or or watching really understands is that number one, you said grow intentionally. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit more about the grow intentionally part. I don't think a lot of people think about it that way. And because it ties in with the second thing you said, which is, well, we just don't want to accept every person that comes in. So talk about those two concepts and how they work together and how they actually help give you a better business. Sure. Yeah. Uh, So growing intentionally, that is going out and marketing and going after our vertical, the clients we feel are going to be a good fit for us. Um, We have had different verticals over the years that it just, they're really, it it doesn't work. They they don't want to spend money. They don't want to take our recommendations, or even if they do want to spend money, they don't pay on time. And there's so many different ways that we have now um, you know, Mike McCallowitz, you know, pumpkin planned our business um, that it we're growing intentionally because we're going out there and seeking prospects. We are seeking clients that we know are in our industry that we support best and we can do what we do best. We can go out there and we have all these referrals now built up that we can show them, hey, look at what all these people are saying about us. And we're growing by design. We actually have a marketing plan in place. We are doing it on a regular basis. So many different tools and and things that we're using. We are growing by design. That's fantastic. The other thing that you said, and and you're just laying like these little gold like nuggets everywhere, which is you talked about the vertical. And so you're talking about really going after a niche as opposed to just Mm -hmm. everybody else. And I know a lot of MSPs, that's not what they do. How has that helped your business by focusing on niches? Well, by focusing on the niche, so we are in the dental vertical, in the dental niche. Um, we are able to set ourselves apart. Our unique selling proposition is that we do dental. We know dental. This is this is what what we do. Just kind of like you wouldn't go to, um, you know, well, for example, you wouldn't go to a regular dentist if you wanted your if you wanted braces. You're going to go to someone who specializes in braces. You're going to go to an orthodontist. So. Just like that, we don't want to have a bunch of clients that, you know, don't really fit into what we do. For example, we don't, we don't do lawyers. You know, that's just not, it's not a niche of ours. If we get those types of clients, 
we'll end up probably referring them to other um, other actual competitors in the industry because that's that's not good for us. But we kind of get the same thing that we have other competitors will say, hey, these guys know dental because we've really honed in on focusing and and be, becoming the expert in all things dental. And we have amazing relationships built with, you know, Henry Shine and Patterson and all these other dental focused companies out there, dental focused businesses. So we can sit there and say, oh yeah, I know that guy. We just worked with him or whatever. And so we can, we can really show our strength and play to our strength. Yeah, that, that is such a, a beautiful and powerful concept that I hope everyone uh, thinks about and embraces. And if they're not uh, in a vertical, they, they start thinking about making that move. Because the other thing that you mentioned is testimonials. I have to imagine that if uh, I'm a dentist and you come to me and you've got a video testimonials and a stack of testimonials and they're all from other dentists, and then another MSP comes in and they've got testimonials from dentists and lawyers and butchers and bakers and candlestick makers. Yeah. That gives you a huge competitive advantage, doesn't it? Yes, it absolutely does. And we have an amazing testimonial book. It isn't a paper, it is a book. It's like a six page book that you can flip through and you can read all these you know, great things that they're saying about us and our response times and our you know, integrity and all these things, which, which is important. And, and you are hearing it from those dentists who are also in the industry. And we actually um, intentionally made sure that we got all kind of the, the higher up guys, the ones that are very well known, the celebrities in the dental world. So the people who are really high in the WDDS here, which is the Wichita uh, Dental Society here, um, we, went, we went after them first thing and we want them on our front page and we wanna send them in all of our marketing. Anytime we, we have a place that we sub in or we, we plug in a, a testimonial for dental, we always make sure to use people that everybody knows. They're speakers at those events. So they say, oh, wow, look, if they use them, if they trust them. And we also make it a point to list how many years they've been a client because many, many of our clients have been years for over, a, they've been clients for over a decade. So we want them to see, you know, client for 12 plus years, client for 13 plus years so that we can go and, and establish our reputation and credibility in that market. Yeah, so uh, again, Brandis, this is just crazy. Number one, testimonial book. So even if you were not in a vertical, you should put together the testimonial book. Number two, the thing that you mentioned was celebrity. And I think when most people think of celebrity, they think celebrity, like, oh, I'm going to get a, uh, like a Shark Tank celebrity or something like that. That's not what you're talking about. You're talking about a, someone who's considered a celebrity inside, a, inside the vertical, correct? Correct. And every vertical is going to have that guy, that person, that woman, whoever it may be. Every, every vertical will have that. They'll have, and it may not be just one person. It may be a particular um, company. For example, we actually also have quite a few CPAs and finance firms, and we have some of the very big players in the, in the game in, in Wichita. So we use those as well if we're, if we're going after that particular vertical. And to be honest, that actually just happened by way of referral. So you've got your dentist. Well, guess what? Your dentist has an accountant. And so then now my dentist says, okay, well, my accountant needs some help. Call this guy. And then and, and another one just to throw in there is so off the beaten path is veterinarians. We also have several veterinarians because everybody has a dog or a cat or a lizard or whatever, you know, so you're going to have everyone a has a lizard. Everybody has I, a lizard, a hedgehog. You know how many things <laughs> I could have just said right there? Well, you know, it is what it is. A lot of people have lizards. Uh, so anyways, um, 
that just kind of also happened by way of referral. And to be honest, it worked to our favor because guess who also gets uses dental equipment? Veterinarians. So it all played in like so nicely. I mean, so so we have our different little uh, verticals that that do all kind of go together and flow together nicely. But regardless of what your vertical is, every industry is going to have somebody or a company or a group or whatever it may be that stands out above above the rest. Everybody has it, you know? Yeah, or- and, and, and again, that's where it goes to the intentional marketing. That's, that's yes. how we started this entire conversation. You said, yes. okay, here's, man, if I can get this person, a lot of the other people are going to follow because this person is a celebrity in the niche. It's kind of like what um, the late Chet Holmes in his book, The Ultimate Sales Machine talked about, which was, creating your dream 100, meaning yeah. creating the, the people who you're going to go after. It sounds like that's kind of what you did and that's what you do. Yes, yeah, absolutely what we are doing. Um, and we've got quite a bit of that 100 knocked out. Um, one, one thing I would also mention is um, it also, it, now this can turn around and bite you in the ass, so you got to be careful, but you also want to get the loud mouth. because the people who have loud mouths are going to, sure, if something went wrong, God forbid something goes wrong, that is not who you want. But but for the most part, you're going to get that loudmouth to also be singing your praises on a regular basis. And we also did that. Fantastic. So again, the, this is why we call this the most valuable podcast for MSPs on the planet. Because I mean, honestly, if you just take the the, the advice that Brandis has been giving you uh, so, so far, and you apply this, your business is going to grow by leaps and bounds. Now, you guys do some really innovative um, marketing strategies. And one is particularly, we, we talked about it before we came on, and, and I think it's one of the reasons why there is a toilet paper shortage across the nation. <laughs> so can you... Can, now, people are wondering, what the heck are these guys talking about? So, Brandis, talk about um, that strategy as part of the overall being uh, doing unique things and uh, you, with, with your marketing. The Marketing Minute. Uh, so we are, we're running a, a campaign. We're actually prepping to run it right now. So we've got our list scrubbed. Um, we're in the process of gathering toilet paper, which is not easy. It has been a feat because we need like over 500 rolls and we can't have crappy toilet paper, no pun intended. We have to have like good toilet paper um, because our campaign that we're gonna run, it's, it's, uh, it's comparable to a campaign that Robin Robbins has um, in the techno- technology marketing toolkit called Sneaky Duck. Uh, and this is the What the Duck campaign or Sneaky Duck campaign where you take a little duck and you put it in a box and you deliver the box along with a business card that says, you know, don't be a sitting duck when it comes to cybersecurity or whatever it is that you're, you're selling at the time. And so we are doing a don't settle for one ply IT. And we are going to be delivering a solid two ply, robust, amazing roll of toilet paper to our clients in a box or our prospects rather in a box with our card that says, you know, don't settle for one ply IT. Um, and we had a couple other little corny things that we ended up tossing, like, um, let us wipe away some, we ended up tossing a couple, it was a work in progress. We had, we had to get it right, but, um, we're prepped and ready. And we're going to start that here, um, here in a couple weeks, actually, as soon as we gather all the toilet paper and all the land. (laughs) That's it. So by the way, if you're having trouble where you are getting toilet paper, we now know who to blame 
yes. it's Brandis 100, 100%. Now I hear some MSPs and they're, they're, I, I can hear them, they're, they're thinking, geez, that seems sending a duck, sending a roll of toilet paper to prospects, that's so unprofessional. Talk you know, about that because this is a big problem that, that, that not just MSPs, a lot of business owners have is not professional. Talk about that. Okay. Well, here's what I would say to that. It, it's still professional. We're not using, you know, foul language or doing anything that's um, inappropriate. It's still professional. It's going to catch their eye. I guarantee it. And then all you have to do, and this is the same mentality as the sneaky duck campaign, you call them up and you say, I'm the one that sent you a roll of toilet paper. Oh, beautiful. They're going to know who you're, you know, who you're referring to. They're going to instantly know. And that, that goes along with a lot of the campaigns we've ran. We also did the aspirin campaign where you send a little packet of aspirin and you say, is your IT provider causing you to need one of these? You know, and you, they remember that. Nobody sends that kind of mail. They absolutely will remember that. So as unprofessional as it sounds, or they may think it is, I would say, try it before you knock it. Always try it. I mean, I can't tell you how many things, even in the technology marketing toolkit that I, that I went to use, and I just, I thought to myself like, oh my gosh, am I, this doesn't sound like me. Am I really gonna send this? But you know, before I knock it, I tried it and it does work. It 100% works. Well, yes, it's, it's different. It gets noticed. It's not boring. It's entertaining. It's fun. And uh, again, it makes you stand out from everybody else. And when you add that in with the fact that you're niched, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I can't even imagine that a competitor can even, this is how you make yourself competition proof, isn't it? Yes, yes. And another thing I would add would be, we also are insanely professional when it comes to anywhere else they're going to look us up. So go to your Google reviews or Glassdoor or go to our website, which is going to be listed on that card. If you start digging into who we are, you're not going to see a bunch of sloppy technicians who don't know what the hell is going on. Like you're going to see a well put together website with great offers. We have testimonials all over the place. We have a really fun, um, you know, who we are section um, where we put a bunch of goofy pictures in as well as um, real pictures. I, I want us to look great and sharp. Yes. But then I also want people to see that we're still human and that we have fun and we're not, you know, just geeks. Right, exactly. Yeah. So um, what I like to do is uh, end this segment with, with something we call MSP tool time. Tool time. And so this is maybe some new tools that you're using in your business that have been helping you out that you can share uh, with our listeners. Absolutely. We have, uh, we have a security first mindset here. Um, to any MSP listening, you should do the same. It is insanely important right now to make sure that you have um, your own house under control before you go out there and take somebody else's house under control. Um, especially, gosh, especially in this day and age, it's terrifying. So some, some things that we have put in place here are Galactic Scan. We use Galactic Scan to um, button down our own little, maybe little holes that we would have had. Um, we've been with them for probably over six months now. So we're on the end of that, just kind of getting everything finished up and done. And Bruce is amazing and, and he will help you um, clean up your own house. Um, also, we have um, implemented ThreatLocker, which is an application whitelisting software that is literally a zero trust product. I cannot even stress how zero trust the zero trust is. 
So that's another really great one um, that we have. We actually forced, we, we put this on all of our endpoints, which is a little over 1500 endpoints. Uh, we did not give our clients a choice. The choice was essentially either you do it or we'll help you transition to a new provider because that it was that important to us. Um, and we also very recently signed up with uh, Blackpoint Cyber. So that's another one. They have a security operations center and it's somebody watching us, watching you. Um, as creepy as that sounds, that's exactly what we need right now. So we're doing it. Fantastic. Brandis Kelly, what a great podcast. I mean, just pure gold. Thank you for being so open. And I know for the for the MSPs that are, are, are watching this, they should watch it again. They should take notes. And most important, they should take action on the advice that you gave because it'll help them grow their business. So yes. thank you so much for joining You're us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of the MSP Success Podcast. If you find this valuable, please be sure to like, subscribe, follow, comment, and or leave a five-star review. Also, be sure to subscribe for our free MSP Success Magazine and get more IT services business resources at www.mspsuccessmagazine.com. And now, keep listening for some behind-the-scenes conversation. So Brandis, this is a little segment we call behind the scenes where we got to give a little disclaimer here for people that, you know, may be offended by certain language and things like that. But it brings up another important point that we didn't want to put into the core podcast, just in case. But you've got this email strategy, which really speaks to an overall strategy. And so could you tell everybody first what the name, what, what you guys have called this strategy? Well, uh, thank you for that disclaimer. I actually come with a disclaimer just in general in life. Uh, <laughs> so our strategy is, and this does, this does go across all aspects of, of life, definitely business, but also life, is when you feel like you shouldn't do something, when you feel like you're scared, you don't know how your client is going to react if you're reaching out for testimonials. You don't know how your client is going to react if you're asking for just feedback in general on how a ticket went, any of these things. When you have that fear, our mantra is fuck it, hit send. So that would be, that, that would be fuck it. Hit send. send. Okay. Yes. Fuck it, hit Do send. Do tell a little bit more about that. <laughs> it's short, it's sweet. And you know, we also have a, a PG version, screw it, do it. I don't like that as much. Uh, so fuck it, hit send is honestly came about about a year and a half ago when I was sending out requests for testimonials for our client from our clients to put together our amazing testimonial book that we have. I was very scared. I didn't want them to come back and say, oh, I've had this ticket open for three weeks or, oh, well, I had so-and-so out and I didn't like the way they smelled or whatever it was going to be. Whatever the fear was, I had the fear that I didn't want to know the negative thing that they were going to say back to me when I was asking them to say positive things about us. And so my mantra that we created was fuck it, hit send. So that anytime you ever type up any of those emails that you don't want, you're, you're wavering on whether or not you should send it. If you think to yourself, fuck it, hit send, and you hit send, what's the worst that can happen? It's done, yeah. walk away, what's the worst that can happen? And the, the great thing was that the worst that we thought could happen never happened. It never, ever happened. So, and I use that a lot. Like I, I just fired off an email to a client about workstations two days ago. And I'm just like, fuck it, hit send. 
And I mean, in, in, our whole staff uses it. it. It really is. It has been instrumental in <laughs> our marketing development. So, you know, I'm thinking that uh, t-shirts, hats, I mean, this could be a whole cottage industry for you. So if this cybersecurity thing does not work out for you, you might want to get into the apparel business. That's awesome. We'll, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that strategy with us. Of course.